This week on Dueling Review, it is The Witcher, which is lament number one from Dark Horse Comics. Flames arise as a witch is burned at the stake as Geralt searches, or is it Geralt? Geralt? I don't know. Searches for his next job. Disturbing issues of the fatal persecution appear before him, bringing an ominous warning. Or is it warning? Or is it waning? I don't know. Let's just get into this right now. Do you ever, are you into The Witcher, Matthew? Oh, not even a little bit. I literally know nothing about The Witcher other than it's Superman with a die job. Oh, so you haven't watched the uh, the net was it Netflix series, or you haven't read any of the books or any of the comics before, or played the video games? Um, I know who Yesenia or Yennefer is. Um, I played something with Yennefer in it, uh, but that's mostly because I'm like, hey, this is a really cute girl wearing a leather outfit. But yeah, I, I don't think I have any real input. I played the game like twice. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the characters or anything. Oh, that's too bad. So what did you think of the comic book then? Um, I kind of enjoyed bits and pieces of it. I feel like it kind of, you know, throws you in the deep end. And I was surprised at the level of violence and the sex and the language. Because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, here we are. We're in a Dark Horse comic. I'm expecting something the equivalent of, you know, maybe your Lord Baltimore's or your Hellboy type stuff. Because, you know, you get used to trade dress. You get used to similar art style. Um, I, what's her name? Vanessa Del Rey does the art here. And I'm like, yeah, this reminds me a little bit of kind of a Mignola type of thing. Maybe with more texture. But yeah, all of a sudden, you know, someone is burning to death. And then there's an F-bomb. And then there's a very, very graphic sex scene. I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, it was interesting. I feel like I could definitely check yeah, out the, the next issue. But I don't know that I would, you know, go looking for it. Yeah, the video game and the, of course, the television series, the video games, the the books... Uh, do have a um, a high level of sex in it. I haven't read the books, but knowing the uh, the Netflix adaptation as I do and the bits and pieces of the game that I played, it's not quite the very first um, Gods of War type level of of sex that you see in it. But there are like, let us take a hot tub together, woman type moments in <laughs> in the pieces. And so, no, I wasn't I was not really surprised by the the sex or the amount of violence in this. Uh, it mm -hmm. felt pretty much right on and on pace for everything that uh, I know about the Witcher. And I don't know very much about it. Uh, right. What I like about this world is that, you know, we are dealing with someone who uh, has magic abilities and um, that kind of makes him walk between two worlds. Uh, I don't know his entire backstory. So I'm sure everyone who out there is a, is a, is a Witcher fan probably is screaming right now. No, you idiot. He's really one of these. And it's like, well, I don't care. This is what I know from the TV series. And this is what I know <laughs> from what, uh, what I've read in this, in this book and right. the, uh, probably the two hours that I spent playing the game several years ago. And then was just like, meh, not for me. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I was not surprised by the level of, of violence. I wasn't surprised by the amount of sex, um, the art style for me was just okay. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was all right. Um, uh, probably not to my super liking, but I didn't find any fault with it. I thought it was, it was interesting. I like right. how, you know, I, I really am interested to see where this witch's storyline goes because I want, you know, he, at the end of the, the issue, he is being tasked to go and rescue this girl who has been quote unquote kidnapped by the witches in the mountains and he goes right. up there to rescue them. And she's like, no, I don't want to go. And then they must be using their witchy poo powers on her and maybe the witcher to keep 
keep him around because he's always plagued by he's he's very long lived. And that's one of the things that I did get out of the uh, the Netflix series is that um, he lives for a very, very long time. So as you watch the series, keep in mind that it's jumping forward and backward in time. Right. And we are meeting different characters at different points. And so he has a lot of regrets and a lot of uh, things that plague his memories of things that he might have needed to do differently. And that seems to be kind of the the bit in in this series. Yeah, I kind of um, this is like only the... a four issue miniseries. Go ahead, Matthew. I think you're kind of delayed, but go ahead. Sorry about that. I kind of felt like the daughter not wanting to come home may not have been witchery so much as an abusive father. Uh, I, it felt like there was a little subtext in there of she didn't necessarily want to stay. She just didn't want to go back to her dad, who, you know, we see is kind of a schmuck. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's kind of the rich guy in town and kind of gets his way. But he's also kind of a kind of a not a nice guy in what he does with his with his wealth and, and influence and power, which I'm not a not a huge fan of. Uh, this is only a four issue miniseries at three ninety nine. Um, so I would think that if you're a Witcher fan, this isn't this isn't a huge commitment. Uh, there have been other Witcher comic books that have come out before. So I think you're probably already on board. If you've if you've been reading these uh, before, you're on board with what Dark Horse is serving up. If you're not, well, you know, here's your chance to get in on some new Witcher tales before the next. What is it? Second season begins later this year, I think, uh, towards uh, October, November, if I remember correctly. So we you've got that going for you. Mm-hmm. And Matthew, you still yeah. have plenty of time to uh, to watch the series with some uh, mostly naked uh, uh, Superman. See, I don't think I'm going to do that. And it's not a question of not wanting to see Superman naked, although, you know, I don't. But I I don't know. There's when you come into a show, there's a point where you say, hey, is this something that I'm really going to enjoy? Not is it a good show, but am I going to be able to sit through it? Because there are good shows that I just can't watch and there are terrible shows that I'll just sit and, and eat up. So I feel like just based on what I've read in this issue and you know what I've heard people say about The Witcher. I don't think it's going to be to my taste regardless. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I feel like this is a book aimed specifically at people who already know. Is it Geralt or Geralt? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Geralt. I think it's Geralt. People who already know Geralt. G- G- maybe it's Geralt. 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 Geralt and his adventures. Or Geralt. Into them. I think this is going to be the book that you pick up much like. You remember that I keep referencing the X-Files series from the 90s. If you're an X-Files fan, that's a great book to read. If you're a comic book fan, maybe not so much because it's aimed entirely at people who already know and love the property. And so it doesn't read, and this doesn't necessarily read like your regular Dark Horse comic. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's certainly not meant to be any type of you know slur thought process, but... It's just, it's not something that I would go out of my way to look for. But I also feel like the art is good enough and the story is engaging. If the, if the next issue fell on my desk, I would read it. And I feel like I would really enjoy just looking at the art without any of the word balloons or anything like that. But even then I'm, you know, if this is my entry point to the Witcher, I think I'm probably good. This is, this is something that's very dark. Hmm. It's very, you know, it's, I don't like to use the term edge lordy because it has a lot of connotations and it makes me feel like I'm being a jerk, but it's definitely a book that you can read and you can be like, yeah, I'm 14 years old and I've just learned how to curse, you know, or you can get into this and be like, this is like 
grew the wanderer if there were more breasts and decapitations. And to some degree, I can see that. I can understand the, the, the desire for that, but it's also not necessarily a desire that I would share. So I don't know. Mm. Well, so yeah, so definitely not for you. I think though that with the new Netflix series, uh, season two coming up of this and people who um, have no experience with The Witcher beyond the Netflix series, I think this is something that people could jump into if they're familiar with the character from just the the television series or if they're just a, a, a fan of the video game series. Mm-hmm. I think that this is worth picking up. I think this is a, probably a pretty good property uh, for Dark Horse to license some IP stuff with. And so oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's fine. I, I was not uh, surprised or gasp or pearl clutching or anything like that from this. I was just like, yeah, this pretty much follows along what I remember from uh, the previous uh, I- encounters with this series. So I thought it was uh, I thought it was fine. Um, it's probably not for everyone, but definitely I think if you are a fan of The Witcher, I think that this is probably a comic book that you will uh, want to to pick up and uh, continue the adventures. I guess the, the closest that I would say the, that The Witcher is to me is like um, like Solomon Cain, but yeah, more absolutely. more high fantasy than than uh, pure, you know, Puritan uh, folktale type stuff. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, uh, more of a cold type of thing to me. You know, this feels like definitely mm, it feels yeah. like something that Robert E. Howard might have written if Robert E. Howard were writing in, you know, the year 2001 in the era of Team Knight Rider. And again, that's not. That's well, not you a know, bad I thing. would probably say that I would probably say that this is something that Robert E. Howard would have written during his lifetime, mm, you know, uh, if he were allowed to include a little bit more curse words and a little bit more um, nudity and sex right? just because of, of the time. So yeah, if, if Robert E. Howard were alive and we didn't have uh, such censorship in media at mm-hmm. the time, the Witcher would have definitely been one of his either uh, Conan or Cull or uh, somebody else Solomon. in his, uh, you know, Sol- I don't think Solomon came. Tarzan. I don't think he would have, cause I don't think he did any sexy, sexy stuff. Tarzan isn't uh, Robert E. Howard. Um, oh, sure it is. But uh, yeah, um, no, no, uh, they're actually probably I think wasn't he dead by the time uh, Conan came or uh, Robert E. Howard came around. I'm pretty sure that he would have been long gone. I want to say that Burroughs would have been about the 1900s. So, yeah, I think you're right. Let's see. Let's look up Burroughs. Uh, Edgar, Edgar Rice Burroughs. He was. Oh, man, and the dude seemed to have lived for a long time. Oh, dude, this guy lived. Wow. 1875 was when he was born. Mm-hmm. Lived until 1950. Wow. So, yeah, he might. So, I don't know if yeah. really call him a contemporary, but he was definitely around while <laughs> Howard was. Well, I think the first Tarzan book appeared in like 1919, I want to say something like that. And then, of course, that um, uh, that played out in a bunch of other um you know, played out in a bunch of other things. Uh, and then I want to say that Conan the Barbarian, or at least the Conan Tales. Oh, shoot. Every time you do a search for Conan, you get the wrong Conan. <sighs> hey, man. On the Tonight Show. Conan. Yeah. Da, 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 um, da, da. So the first Conan tale was. Uh, dang it. Why do they always take me to the to the stuff? Because they hate you. Ugh. Oh, well, uh, let's just say that it was the 1920s, right. 1920s or so when, let's see, 1932, first Weird Tales. So, uh, yeah, he would have, Tarzan would have been around for a long time before Conan showed up. 
And I don't know of any record of Howard interacting with Burroughs because probably at this time he would have owned, you know, the Tarzana estate in in Los Angeles. So uh, all of Tarzana that's out there now is the Burroughs estate. So he may have been too highfalutin at that point to want to stoop down to the Robert E. Howard and um, and uh, Lovecraft level. Oh, they're probably so there you go. But yeah, I, I would I would definitely say that Robert E. Howard would have been writing The Witcher uh, if the 1930s had allowed him to include the F-bomb and talking about uh, having sex with witches. Right. And, you know, the and if you're into having sex with witches, you get that in this comic as well. Yes. And if you're into seeing, you know, witches uh, naked running around and covered in bones and then getting their heads chopped off, that's here, too. Yeah. I mean, you know. You got to do your work and have fun at the same time. Matthew, how did we end up with uh, with this comic this week? Well, Stephen, I'm glad you asked. What happens is everyone who listens to the Dueling Review, you're out there right now, you're listening. Everyone I know of you went to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers to vote because that's what this is all about. This is about the interaction. You guys programmed this show. You forced Stephen and I to read comics, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're indifferent, whether there's decapitated naked women, you make the call. That's right. Now, um, I'm going to tell you what are some of the comics that are coming out next week, but unfortunately, we are dark next week right? Uh, for a variety of different reasons. Uh, but uh, so you're not going to be able to vote on a show for next week because we won't have a show for next week. However, you might want to go out and check out books from Boom Studios, including Basilisk number one and Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 26. Uh, Boom Studios involved in uh, uh, Disney payoff or whatever it is so that they can get uh, creators who owe money through the Disney purchase of the Fox properties uh, some money. So Boom is is taking part of that. So that's really good. Over at Dark Horse Comics next week, we have Jenny Zero number two. That's the kaiju uh, body horror thing. Uh, Dead Dog Bites, uh, number four, and Young Hellboy, The Hidden Land, number four, the final issue of that. Dynamite Entertainment has Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee, number one, Invincible Red Sonia, number two, and Vampirilla, number 20, as well as a Vampirilla 1992 one-shot. And for those of you that are Betty uh, Page fans, no, not Betty Page fans, um, what's her name? Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. You might uh, get a kick out of this, Matthew, because in August, she is teaming up with vincent price so uh betty or i'm sorry um elvira meets vincent elvira, price coming up in august from uh, dynamite entertainment yeah idw publishing next week has marvel that. action origins number two my little pony friendship is magic number 98 and sonic the hedgehog bad guys trade paperback image comics next week has commanders in crisis number nine deep beyond number five firepower by kirkman and samney number 12 um that one has a lot of variant covers uh more uh, probably 12 variant covers that are coming out for that uh noctera number four and the walking dead deluxe number 16 comes out next week from marvel we have heroes reborn number five iron man annual number one star wars uh the war of the bounty hunters number one finally kicks off and of course we get an x-men age of apocalypse omnibus for 125 dollars one hundred and twenty five dollars from uh, some of the other publishers next week. We have a uh, fairy tale box set. Volume four ever frost. Number one hollow heart. Number four. We also have uh, ju- uh jujitsu Kazan graphic novel. Uh, number 10 
Out of Body number one, Rick and Morty Ever After gets a trade paperback collection. Also, a new Rick and Morty miniseries kicks off next week from Oni Lionforge. Rick and Morty Rick's New Hat number one. And then, of course, we have uh, Vampire Night Memories <laughs> and White Cat's Revenge Plotted Dragon Kings. And You Promised Me Darkness number one gets a second printing. What about DC Comics, you say? Well, about how about Batman number 109? Uh, let's see. Batman Fortnite, the uh, issue number four, arrives next week, as does Cr Crush and Lobo number one. Uh, Infinite Frontier Secret Files number four. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red. And Crypto, the Super Dog, gets a $9.99 uh, collection. So you can go and pick up some of that stuff right there. All right. Like I said, we are off next week, but we do want you to be back in two weeks. We'll have a new comic for you to read, and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, I don't know. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.